Hello and welcome back to Season 3 of Ready Gamer 1, a podcast focused on video games and geek culture. I am your host, Ben Cornett. Returning to Ready Gamer 1 is everyone's favorite tall drink of milk, Josh Cross. We'll catch up over life, liberty, and the pursuit of video games, as well as discussing the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Nintendo. We'll conclude the episode with our list discussion on our top five favorite comedy films. Our music is listed in the episode description. Welcome back, Josh. Hi. How are you? I'm good. What's up? You know, we did. We recorded earlier this year, and um, I lost most of it. Good job. That's great. I know. Proud of you. This has not been my my year for uh, tech sav on this podcast. That's all right. Hey, quick question. What does that mean, tall tall drink of milk? That sounds really gross. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. I had nothing. I had no witty thing to introduce you with. That's fine. That's all right. I mean, who doesn't like a good tall glass of milk? I mean, I yeah, I just it seems weird. Like, I mean, lactose intolerant people, I guess. But yeah, they probably would not be happy with that. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like you fare very well with a lactose intolerant crowd, anyway. No, so. they're me and them. We don't get along. We're not <laughs> friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're if you're lactose intolerant, and you're listening. Just go ahead and hit that unsubscribe button. That's fine. Ooh, yikes. we don't need you. That's like half the the following <laughs> right there, man. This episode is brought to you in part by uh, cows. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Eat them. <laughs> Eat them. Eat them, drink them, sleep yeah. them, count them oh. over the moon. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, uh, it's it's been a while. Um, so, what games have you been playing in the last couple weeks? Oh, what games have I been playing? Okay. So, falling down the rabbit hole. Uh, I didn't really, I had no intention of this happening. Um, I, it came out, so Super Smash Brothers came out, I think, oh, the 12th of December, I think. It was, it was early December. It was early December, yeah, it was early December. And I and I, I kind of, was kind of following the game, I really had it, just a little backstory, just to bore everybody to death, that for people that don't care, which is probably everybody, but... Um, I was pretty heavily into Melee when that was hit, when that was big. Um, I went to a few local tournaments that did okay. Uh, I think I went to one major at one point in Ann Arbor. They have a major, I think, in Ann Arbor every now and then. And I think it was for Melee and Brawl. So this is way back when Brawl was out. Back in um, the day. Yeah, anyway. And I, I played I played Melee a lot, and I played Brawl a decent amount. But I, just, I, just, I was excited for Ultimate, but I really didn't think I was going to play it very much. But I got it. And um, some of my other friends have been playing it pretty, like, a lot. Like, they've been playing, putting, you know, a good amount of hours into it. And they are all better than me. And these are all friends that I would normally beat in, like, Melee and Brawl. And I don't do well when I start to lose in things. I get very, um, one of two things happens. Either if I, if I don't win, I'll either quit and I'll just stop and I won't play the game again. I'll say it's stupid or it's cheap or it's broken. Whatever <laughs> excuse you can say. So rage quit. Uh, rage quit, yeah. Or I do the, I do the opposite and I, I just start playing like as hard as I can. And I start training and I watch like, and that's what I've been doing. I've been, I mean, I've been at work like watching videos, like tech videos, reading guides, you know, like training up, like playing online all the time. Like I've just pictured this montage in my head. Yeah, it's like, like it's it's really sad. Um, I mean, even before like jumping on here, I was watching um video clips of Genesis Six, which is like one of the big majors that it's going on right now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just watching that and trying to learn what I can from that. So I've fallen really deep down the rabbit hole with this game. Um, I've even got I bought like a specific wireless controller 
and I just, I've gotten to the point where I don't really like the way it feels. So I've gone back to my old GameCube controller, and even that, like the old ones, are just like they don't they don't feel right because I've had them for probably like you know like ten or fifteen years. And so right. I'm now looking online to buy like a new GameCube controller, and buying a new GameCube a new GameCube controller, they're like they're really expensive because they've they're just hard to find. They don't make them, and I know they made some specific smash ones when the game come out but of course in nintendo fashion you can't find anything after you know a month after after it's been out because they only make so many of them yeah. and those are <laughs> those were like 30 dollars in the store but online they're like like 70 or 80 now and i'm like i can't justify buying one but i'm like i'm almost at that point because i'm so like obsessed with this game right now it's really sad it's pathetic <laughs> so you've been playing a lot of smash i've been playing a lot of smash um before that, I was playing. I'm still trying to slowly make my way through Wolfenstein 2. I think I talked about that in a nice. prior podcast a while back. Uh, still not done with that. It's getting better. Um, I was kind of bored with it for a while, just because the shooting, the shooting feels really good in it. Um, I don't know if you played the first one, but the shooting in that game felt really good too. But the storyline wasn't grabbing me as much as the as a New Order was. But there's some changes in this game. There's some quite a quite a few twists that I'm getting pretty involved in. There's some I had said this before in the first few hours of the game. I think when I talked about it before that there were some scenes where I'm just like, wow, I had to put like the controller down and walk away. That's happened again actually like two other times that's happened. I'm just like, what? Like I couldn't believe what I was watching and happening on screen. So trying to finish that. Um, I feel like there's something else too that I'm playing. I can't remember what. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably mostly it. Nothing else is jumping. I still haven't played Red Dead. I have it sitting in my drawer. I still haven't played it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm I'm really happy. It hasn't actually got spoiled for me. I thought for sure by now the story was going to get spoiled, but I haven't heard anything. So that, that's usually, usually one of two things. Either that means like people are – I'm so proud of the internet. People are doing a good job not spoiling anything. Or there's nothing really to spoil and the story isn't that good, I guess. But I've heard that the story is amazing. Yeah, it sounds like there is a lot to, like, there's a couple different multiple endings or something along those lines. Like, I mean, it sounds like your okay. outcome is based on a lot of uh, your reputation, uh, which I know that they introduced that feature wow. I didn't even um, know that. a while ago in the first one, right? Was it the first Red Dead game? I, I mean, yeah. it carried over a little bit from GTA. Yeah, there was, like, an element of it. I don't, like, yeah, there, I forget if it really mattered a whole lot in the and the first one, I feel like it didn't matter a ton, but yeah, there was an element of it. Um, I didn't know that there was actually like the ending changed. Well, I, I don't know that to be true, but I, th- I think that's what is one of the things. Cause I've, I've read like three different things on Reddit where it's like, this was the ending I got. And, and it was like, Oh, really? so that's pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I, I haven't played it yet. I actually just booted my Xbox back up. Um, Noah and I have been playing uh, dying light. Um, okay. Which, you know, I, I seem to recall we used to like to play it, and um, I think I was. I remember I used to play it with his brother, and we enjoyed that more because <laughs> it's, it's not that fun of a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then we get frustrated with it, and then we go and play Arena of Valor, and then, you know, we complain that our team sucks because, I mean, it's sad. I know it's sad. And, and and I know that the team sucks when I'm the one carrying the team. You know, nothing's good is happening at that point. Exactly. I was like, um, guys, really? <laughs> so, yeah, that gets frustrating. Um, 
Ashley, uh, she was playing a game the other day on the Switch, and she asked me if I would download. She's playing with uh, some other friends, so I, I now own uh, Snipper Clips uh, on the Switch, okay. which is a puzzle game. Uh, it was it was a it was a launch title for the Switch. Um, it's fun. I remember playing the demo for it. I was like, oh, this would be a fun little party game, you know, to you know really show off the Switch. And be like, oh, look, I'll put it in tablet mode, and we'll use our little Joy Cons, and then it's going to die in twenty minutes anyway. But, um, you know. <laughs> It's it is it's a lot of fun and um, we actually we just beat the first world or first set of like ten levels or whatever um, before hopping on so that's what slowed me down getting on here. Oh okay yeah yeah I, I have that too. I think that was one of those games too where I I downloaded the it was like yeah I was like because you know it was one of the launch titles so I think that was one of the first games I bought off the eShop mm-hmm. and I was like oh the demo was fun I played the demo. And then I think like I never and I bought the game after that beating the demo and I don't think I ever played the game after that. I just yeah, it was okay. It was all right. I just I don't know. I feel like it felt like one of those games that should have came with the Switch. I don't think that should have been a game you had to buy. Yeah, like no, I mean Wii Sports it's, or something. It, yeah, exactly. It it should have been included. That that or one two Switch should have been an included. Title, yeah, I think because I paid really, like fifty or sixty bucks for uh, one two Switch. And it's not worth that price. I mean, it's a fun no. game. It's a fun way to show off, like the the HD feature on the uh, the HD Rumble on the Joy Cons, right? Um, but I I got suckered into that. Yeah, that's one of those games you're like, hey, grandma, let's play this game, and then like you never play it again at that point. Is yeah, throw it in the closet. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's what I'm playing. So, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the uh, upcoming state of affairs for the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we won't talk about the dumpster fire that is DC. <laughs> I mean, they just lost Ben Affleck, so I mean, <laughs> what is up with that? I did I did read that the other day, and I was just like, what? I was so confused. Yeah. Like first Henry Cavill, now Ben Affleck. It's just uh, what yeah. a mess. Yeah, I mean, to them, I think their motto now is continuity be damned. I just—it's like they need to make a like a meme of themselves at this point and just make like a joke out yeah. of that. I feel like just because yeah. it's just—it's just a joke. It is a joke. That's that's going to be the big v- movie reveal. Is that uh, we'll find out the head of Warner Brothers has been actually with the Joker the entire, be, entire time. That would actually be great. I'd be fine with that. I mean, like, and they end with like just a big button that says reboot. <laughs> great, a literal and button, the, and he yeah. pushes it. Or or the Flash just like hits uh you know into Flashpoint and then we reboot from there. That's fine with me too. <laughs> That'd be horrible and great at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like their casting has been bad. They've right. they've found good actors for all these characters, but it's like, man, it's they just, just, they don't spend time on the stories. They the spend time on the effects. Hilarious. This is so bad in some of those yeah. movies. And yeah, you're right. The, and the effects even, I feel like some of the effects are not even that, I mean, they're good. I don't, I don't want to sit here and like say that effects are bad because they're they're good they're good effects but i feel like yeah on the level of like some of the marvel movie effects 
they're they, bad. Yeah, they're not as good. In comparison. Yep, they really are. I, I mean, to, to, to tell the truth, DC special effects end up looking like a cutscene from a video game where your character is still visible. Whereas <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe special effects look like trailers from Blizzard uh, for World of Warcraft. An unreleased, look like these, an unreleased video game. Yeah, and it's like this animated epic film that is like never coming to life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a bummer. And I mean, they spend so much time retelling Batman's story. I mean, look what worked for a character like Spider-Man. Right. They they when they brought Tom Holland in the Civil War, they didn't give any exposition about how he got the spider bite. It's like all of two sentences. That's it. Hey, I'm the Spider-Man. I got spider powers. Yep. That was about it. That's what he said, right? Yeah. I, I think he's talking to Tony Stark. He says, you know, I got bit by a spider. It's a whole thing. Like I think that's I don't know that's verbatim, but I know that that is uh, you know paraphrased. He said something awkward in Brit and British. Yeah, that was it. That's <laughs> what he did. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Actually, uh, two British people have played Spider-Man now. Yeah, it is kind of funny when you think about it. And one yeah. skateboarded. One skateboarded. One skateboarded. That's all you have we'll to really know that. about the Marvel universe. I mean, although that's not really that's the Sony that's Marvel, Sony Sony Marvel universe, right? Yeah. 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 The Andrew Garfield years are skateboarding. Yeah, Tom Holland's are the Sony Marvel universe. Like that's the hybrid universe right there. That's not confusing. No, not at all. But what's exciting is that uh, you know the, the Disney acquisition that is basically all but done now means that Disney owns Fox, and we are about to get the X Men, uh, possibly even the Fantastic Four. I mean, they will own the Fantastic Four. Um, but I don't think that they're going to rush to do anything with the Fantastic Four because I think that those movies have left a bad taste uh, in a lot of people's mouths, um, which is a bummer because those are some really interesting and compelling characters that lead you into the cosmic universe, and those are the ones that really work. But if they go ahead and utilize what they're trying to do with Dark Phoenix and then they just continue it uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the X-Men, then that also works because Dark Phoenix is very cosmic. Yeah, I I think that's the way they have to do it. I feel like the Fantastic Four franchise as a movie franchise, it feels almost dead to me just because of how bad those movies have been. Yeah. Um, I did read. I think I think this has been in like development hell though, but that they were making it. I know a Doom movie. I think it's been written. I think mm-hmm. it was going to be directed by Noah Hawley, the guy that did uh, the Fargo TV series, and I think he's maybe did he do um what's it called uh uh. Uh, my brain is shut off right now. Um, the guy, the other X Men guy, the other X Men TV series. Oh, um, Legion. Yeah, I think he. I think he did that too. Maybe I think you're, so. I think you're supposed to direct yeah. a Doom movie, which I feel like that would be. If you're gonna, I feel like that'd be a sweet way to do the Fantastic Four. At least re- reintroduce them if you did yeah. a movie focused on Doom, because I, I really well, like Doctor Doom. Yeah, he he's a villain that is sorely needed in yeah. the MCU. Um. You know, I mean, that that's one thing about uh, Infinity War, which was fascinating. And, and you know, I'm not going to say spoiler alert, because at this point, if you've not seen Infinity War, then that means you didn't want to. Um, and I know you have already told me that you have. I, but finally, I, mean, I finally saw it. I, did. <laughs> I mean, the the reappearance of the Red Skull, um, you know, he, he was a really big bad in the comic book world. And, right. and, you know, he was a frequent villain of not just Captain America, but the Avengers as well. And so is, you know, Doctor Doom 
was also a villain of the Avengers. Like, I mean, he was flat out like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, and he took on Captain America. I mean, Doom was everywhere. So he is a good central villain. Uh, and I would love to see... I think he would make a really compelling villain opposite uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, you know, if, it, if they go the mysticism route... Um, you know, that would also then allow uh, Baron Mordo from Doctor Strange to kind of be like an apprentice kind of a character to Doctor Doom. Yeah, and then like, have them like bring in Galactus. That would be like their next big turn. I feel like that's what they have to do after going from Thanos. You have to have something that more ridiculous like Galactus, which is kind of at that point, I'm just like, eh. I, I, I never really liked the cosmics. Yeah. I get, I know some people understand they really like that aspect of Marvel. I just, I never really got into it. Like, I never was a big Fantastic Four, never a big Silver Surfer guy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really the, the next logical step. I mean, you know, these, these films have spanned, what, uh, 10 years in the making? I think so. And, uh, you know, to, to culminate the Infinity story over 10 years is, is, not an easy feat to be able to have told all these, you know, ground up stories, these sequel stories, and then these follow up films that come after like the big culmination films. Uh, you know, they they did it really well. Um, I'm interested to see how Endgame is going to play out. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't. <laughs> okay. I I feel like it's going to be subpar. I'm just okay. I so I finally saw the whole Infinity War thing, mm-hmm. and you know I just it's so tiring. I was so tired after seeing that movie. I think I took a break halfway through it. I just yeah. I like I wanted to take a nap. I was just it was so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it, much. It is. It was so. I I get it. You have to have it because of the scale of the movie with all the characters. It seemed like an hour too long, and I get it because you have a thousand cameos, so you have to have time for all the characters. But a lot of the plot lines of that movie, I was just like, what was the point of that? Like, what was the point of this character just so this character could basically meet this character? And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I had issues yeah. with that movie. Just- yeah, I mean, it, I know a lot of people just claim to it that it's like it's the best film it's ever made. I'm like, I, I'll argue that the original Avengers, if we're talking like, like a superhero team up movie, the original Avengers is probably one of the best all the way told team up films that's based on prior films. Right. I people actually say that was like one of the best what do they say, the best superhero movies or the best team up movies? Someone said I, that. I've read a few of uh, uh things on Reddit where people are saying it's the best superhero movie, which Ooh. that's uh I don't know. To me the best superhero movie uh I, I'm gonna be partial, I'm gonna say actually is the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton, but I will also say that the Dark Knight is probably right up there. Yeah, mine's probably maybe Dark Knight, um, Spider Man Two, maybe. That uh, is X Men Two. Actually, I think is one of the best X Men films of X-Men all time. X Men Two is good too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. I'd have to really sit there and think about a list of my. Favorite. I would definitely. <laughs> if if in any wars nowhere near that list, yeah. in my opinion, there's so many. That movie says it has so many problems just from a storytelling aspect. It's just it's very just all over the place and and like. There was parts of it that I liked. I, yeah. I didn't hate the movie. I just was like, this is kind of too long and a lot's going on. And I just, I, I did like how they kind of tried to flesh out Thanos a little bit. Yeah, I liked he, that. it was really his story. Yeah, I did like that. Um, I liked the way that the Guardians were in, introduced. It felt very much like James Gunn was behind the camera. 
Yeah, I think the Guardians saved it for me. If because I mean, right now they're probably. I, I mean, I just think they're done really well. Uh, yeah. I I like Tom Holland as Spider Man a lot. I mean. Yeah, same. I, RD- I'm actually really looking forward to Far From Home. RDJ as Iron Man, I feel like he's always he always usually brings it. I, I just I, I feel like they're just at this point they seem tired and done, and I don't know. And I'm a little worried, like you're saying, worried for the next one. I feel like they seem like they're done. At least he does. Yeah. I think I feel like Chris Evans a little bit maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like this was one of the times I I loved Doctor Strange and I'll tell you Doctor Strange was a character that I didn't know a whole lot about and same with Black Panther I feel like when I actually saw the film for Black Panther I feel like I learned a lot more about that character because the only thing I knew about him going into it was they said well I know he's from Wakanda and I know that he eventually marries Storm I'm glad of that course we'll never see that <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say I'm glad you didn't say the only thing I knew about him was that he was black oh no I mean I knew that that was obvious <laughs> Um, but I, I did not know all that about, you know, the whole, I knew the vibranium stuff from the current Marvel cinematic universe, but like, that's just a character that I didn't really know too much about. Uh, but so like Dr. Strange on the other hand, like, you know, I like, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I loved Sherlock. And so, uh, to, you know, to see him play Dr. Strange, I was like, man, you know, seeing a couple of pictures of strange and then seeing him portraying him like wow this is a, he's he's like the robert downey jr playing tony stark like this is this is comic book to real life this is a good casting decision i do agree with that um but you know i didn't know that much about the character and i loved the visuals in that film so then to see dr strange in not only that but even in thor ragnarok for the scenes that he's in there you know i really think benedict cumberbatch is one of those characters that he can just appear in any of these films and it makes sense and I, I'm just I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do going forward. Uh, I would love to see another Doctor Strange film, of course, but I don't know that that's been confirmed yet. I do agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I did like that movie a lot too. And he, it's kind of the same situation. I didn't know a lot about Doctor Strange until seeing the movie. Uh, this is kind of interesting. It's just like a different world. I feel like, and I think if I'm not mistaken, he's actually like one of the most powerful superheroes in the marvel universe right yeah I mean, he takes there. on thanos like yeah. super well right he's up there i feel like with not like thor level but he's up there i think he's pretty high in terms of power level so yeah for sure it's kind of cool um so then uh did you see the end credits post scene i did it wasn't like six of them or something well there was <laughs> the one where uh nick fury calls for captain marvel yeah i think there's only t- there was two but it seemed like yeah. there was like six of them yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, so Captain Marvel looks like it's going to be pretty good, too. I think a lot of people, there's some theories people are saying that they think, like, that's going to be the, that's going to be, she's going to be the person, basically, that kind of um, stops him, right? Stops Thanos somehow? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Ke- well, Kevin Feige has said that uh, we have yet to see any superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with as much power as Captain Marvel. So it's like, okay, well, we've seen the Hulk. Right. And Hulk is kind of up there in the power range level. So um, that'll be interesting to see Captain Marvel taking on Thanos. Are they going to explain like why the Hulk didn't want to be Hulk at some point? Um, you know, so uh, but potential spoiler here. I know that some people, I, I just watched this video that where a guy was talking about how some toy packaging have revealed professor Hulk, which for those that know that in the comics, professor Hulk is like the hybrid. It's, it's the Hulk with Banner's brain active. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, you know, he's talking in full sentences and everything. So, um, I like the idea that it's called professor Hulk. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> Not Dr. Hulk or anything else. No, Professor Hulk. Because, you know, Dr. Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. <laughs> it's crazy. Is he, like, is yeah. he teaching, like, you know, in, like, a community college somewhere? Like, in a, hey, who do you have this year for <laughs> chemistry? I got oh, Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. Okay. <laughs> you show up to class, and he's just teaching your, you know, 101 chemistry class. and Oh, it would be fun and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the future of the MCU. I mean, um, there there's a lot riding on what they're going to do. I mean, to me, if they don't utilize Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, um, they're basically kissing away a lot of money because Ryan Reynolds is basically replacing Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Don't you um, think you introduce him somehow in a cameo in this next one somehow? You introduce him in Endgame. I I absolutely think the best way to show Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is to have him just, like, show up at Avengers Tower or at the compound or whatever and, like, just steal a Quinjet. And I'm like, that's all he needs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think he does something like that. I don't... Yeah. He talks about how great-looking, you know, Chris Hemsworth is or something, and then he... Yeah, you know, breaks the fourth wall. Something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Uh yeah, I mean, the those films. I mean, there's it, Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> I agree. Uh. Well, let's talk about Nintendo in 2019. What do we got? Uh, going on with nintendo you think is there just like this is the part where you insert you know crickets chirping right pretty much <laughs> you know because i mean the sad thing is i mean the the biggest rumor for 2019's release like the big nintendo release rumor was metroid prime 4 which unfortunately for those of you who don't know this yet uh nintendo looked into the development of the game and they were like this is not living up to our standards and they took it back to square one um but they took it back to the studio uh, that also developed the original Metroid Prime for the GameCube. So that's, I'm good with that. Oh, um, was that retro? Yeah, retro games. Yeah. So, what are they saying? You know, uh, 2020 release date. I think now that's the tentative release oh. date. Um, it didn't sound like they got rid of everything, but it certainly sounds like it did not go very well for Nintendo. I mean, and 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 that was. Um, that's the one thing you kind of have to appreciate about Nintendo in today's world, because if, if it were EA, they would have pushed that game out and they would have just had downloadable content to fix the game later. Nintendo has flat out said, no, this game would never work for release. This is not a Metroid game. This is not what we think our fans want. We made a mistake. We're fixing it. We're sorry for the delay. I mean, egg on their face. Sure. But they're also coming out looking like champions. I mean, you'll you'll never meet more butthurt people until you tell them that a Zelda game is coming and then they delay it for four years. <laughs> um, because originally, you know, Breath of the Wild was supposed to be like out the second or third year of the Wii U. <laughs> right, I remember that. And then we got Hyrule Warriors, and we're like, oh, okay, that'll be great. And then like, and here's Twilight Princess HD, which will complement the you know almost system release of Wind Waker HD. I'm like. Okay, great. When is the real Zelda game coming out? And they're like, it's coming out for the Wii U, but it's going to come out on the brand new system that's coming out. I'm like, well, then why do I even want it on the Wii U? Right. <laughs> and 
and yeah. I don't own it on my Wii U. I only own it on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate them coming out and saying that. Um, I, so it must have been that bad that they're just like, yeah. I mean, it, it must I, have been like the Federation Force levels. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, was there anything at E3? I can't remember. Did they have like a trailer or something? Nothing, nothing this year. Um, the year that they announced all the Switch titles, uh, like the Switch was brand new. Um, they, um, or was it the Switch wasn't Brit? It was the first full year where the Switch was available because it was the year where Zelda was the main focus. They had the Switch um, demo available at E3. Um, but the switch was also just recently announced. So it was last year, like two years ago. So 2017's E3, they had released just, it was just an image yeah, of the logo. Right, okay. It was Metroid Prime a, 4. Yeah, just a logo. So there hasn't actually even, even been any actual real footage in game nope. or otherwise, right? No. Okay. And so what, what they did is the only other Metroid game that was new is that they remade uh, return of Samus uh, from the game boy. And they did Samus returns. Right. Um, for the uh, 3DS, which that's a fun game. I mean, it plays just like Super Metroid, which is probably one of the best Metroid games in the series. Um, is the best Metroid game in the series? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, for side scroller, but I mean, uh, once you got into the 3D world, so I mean, it's kind of like you know, you could say like a Link to the Past or Link's Awakening are like the best top-down view Zelda games. Um, you could say that about Super Nintendo with, uh, you know, Super Metroid. But, like, when you get to, like, the N64, the, the GameCube, you know, you would say, like, well, Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda game. And then, you know, go to the GameCube and, like, you know, Metroid Prime is, like, the best Metroid game. Super Metroid is the best Metroid game. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I get the point you're making, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. But, yeah, you know, um, I, I have a feeling... 2019 for Nintendo is going to see a few things happen to the eShop. I think we're going to see, first of all, they're going to build up more Metroid hype, and you'll see uh, the Metroid Prime Trilogy get released to the eShop for the Switch. Um, I agree with that. I, I, hope, it's, I hope it's not $59.99. No, I can't imagine them pricing it higher than 39 because I don't think that's what it was. On, I, I think it was about 40 bucks On Wii U? Um, yeah, on the Wii U. Okay. <laughs> um, I, so I definitely see them building up Metroid uh, excitement. I definitely see Mario Maker. Um, it, it, it sounds like they were talking about how um, they made a lot of good software for the Wii U. They just didn't have a good system for it. Right. Um, you know, Mario Maker is a game that would work great on the Switch. It's like, a game where you just can pass that console around and let people play your level yeah. just right there. That's probably a day one buy for me when that comes out. Yeah, I mean, I loved Mario Maker. I thought it was great. Um, you know, this is something Noah and I had talked about. I mean, a Zelda dungeon maker or even a world map maker, I mean, I would love that game. That'd be sweet. It, it would be, I mean, it would be interesting um, to try to play other people's dungeons and different things. Um, but who knows? I, mean, it's, I don't think it'd be too hard. No. I would rather almost see a Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a Super Mario Maker for Wii U Deluxe. For Switch. exactly, Wii yeah, U Switch Deluxe. Which you know, and I I don't mind having the new Super Mario Brothers U or whatever it, you know, super, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for Switch, which is the Wii U version. Uh, those I love the side-scrolling Mario games. They're great. They're fun. Um, 
and th- you know that was a fun Mario game. New Super Mario Brothers Wii U Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch console home system. There you go. Because that's it. That's the whole name. That like takes up the entire Switch package. Good. <laughs> just like this half cropped photo of Mario down in the bottom corner. Yeah, just this tiny like <laughs> pixelated. Like, what is this game? I don't even. Yeah. It's just a bunch of words. You just need it. You just need it. That's right. You know, um, there is a new mobile game coming out for Nintendo. It is uh, Doctor Mario is coming out as a mobile game. Kurt. Great. Uh, cool. Did you have a stroke? <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I need some pills. <laughs> so so excited by it. Uh, okay. Uh, yay. Well, I mean, I, I'm interested to see how it plays. Does it play like Mario Run? Well, I can't imagine it would, but I would want to know. Can I take someone on head to head? That would be fun. Drug dealer, Doctor Mario, drug dealer. <laughs> Like that old game on graphing calculators, what was it, uh, Mafia? Or yeah, uh, or oh what? man, that game was so much fun. I love that game. What was that game called? I was thinking about that game the other day. I had it on a Palm Pilot. Oh man, Palm Pilot, really? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> now we're going back. Oh man, that's uh, that is going back. You could sell like you'd sell like heroin or like meth or cocaine, right? And then like you randomly get stopped <laughs> by the police. You could you could choose whether or not you'd run or get arrested, or sometimes they'd shoot you. That game was awesome. They need to make that game for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Like an E for everyone. <laughs> I, yeah, that's going to be their uh, platform for E3 this year. Good. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely could see Star Fox Zero getting a, an additional revamp for the Switch. Um, I, I feel like that game kind of got punished being on the Wii U. Like, they had already put Zelda to the switch and it's like well why didn't you guys just delay this even further like zelda and just put this onto the switch that would have been a great launch title for the switch yeah it's a dead ip but that's fine they can bring it over yeah and and that's the problem is that it shouldn't be yeah star fox has the potential to be a really really good ip for them Uh, i mean they they could turn star fox into a halo or even into like a destiny kind of a series I can see that. I mean, it just, they just need to do something different with it. I don't. It's just you can't. You can't just have the same on rails shooter and do eight levels and the game's over for fifty nine ninety nine. Like that just doesn't work in twenty nineteen. I feel like for yeah. a game. No, I I agree. I agree. I love the sixty four version. I love the Super Nintendo version, but I don't. There hasn't really been, in my opinion, there wasn't a good one after that. I mean, I like Star Fox Adventures for what it was, but that wasn't a Star Fox game. Right, it was a, it was basically like a Zelda game with Star Fox characters. Right. Which, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to, like, Star Fox Adventure 2. That'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, just keep the characters around and just change it up. You should make a game from Wolf's point of view. Star Wolf. Oh, that would be pretty sweet. Actually, I mean, that's that's the one game I've been waiting for forever is Super Wario Brothers. Yeah. You know, I, I want a side-scrolling Wario and Waluigi game because I, I want I want a game where I play as Waluigi either in Smash, which is never going to happen, or not in a sports game. Just for the memes. Yeah. You know, just 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 for the memes and, you know, just to get Charles Martinet some more work. That's right. You know, he he does the voice of Mario, Luigi, Wario, Mar- Waluigi. He needs to get paid. Yeah. He's got family to feed. Wario Land for the Game Boy is actually a really good game. I love that game. Yeah, the Wario Land games are fun. Actually, the WarioWare games are kind of fun too. I love WarioWare. I wish I had to make another. I would I would buy that for sure. They need to make like an ultimate like 
WarioWare for Wii U Deluxe Super Special Edition for Nintendo <laughs> Switch Entertainment System. I'd buy that. And they and they could call it that, and it would be appropriate See, that because would be, that's that would, so sarcastic. And I wish it was like the whole box. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> Wario in the bottom hand, left hand screen of the box holding like a dollar bill or something. I don't know. The garlic. Yeah, garlic. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah. Uh we got a new Luigi's Mansion game coming out. We've got um a Yoshi game. This Yoshi. It's still this, this Yoshi. called Yoshi. No one knows, right? Uh well it's like Yoshi's recycled world or cardboard Yoshi's world or something like that. Yarn of tails or Yoshi's <laughs> soft <laughs> World, Wooly World 2, 4. I don't know. <laughs> it's all the same, right? Man, I want you to name all the Nintendo games. What is it? It's a Luigi Mansion. Is this the third one, right? This is the third one in the series? It's supposed to be. Because there's, there's obviously the GameCube one, which was a really good game. I liked that yep. game a lot. I never played the DS. What was that one called? What was that one called? Do you remember? Dark the Moon. 3DS? Dark Moon. I knew it was something yeah. Moon. I was going to say Circle of Moon, but I'm pretty sure that's a Castlevania game for Game Boy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Okay, so this is this Luigi Mansion. Is it actually? Is it actually the the 3DS one? Was it actually a sequel, or is it just like a story? No, no it was a it was a sequel game. Okay. Yeah. And this is supposedly the third game. Yeah. Like what? He goes into another mansion. I mean, I don't. Is that the story basically? Does another mansion? That I, I mean, from the previews, it looks like he's just going into another mansion with the uh, Poltergust. A third, a third mansion. Yeah. I wish yeah. he would like they would make like a Ghostbusters like Luigi's Mansion spinoff where he's just like in a squad of other characters, and they just fight ghosts. Yes, that would be awesome. That sounds like a old radio drama that I used to listen to. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, MK Noir or something like that. Uh, back in the day. No, that's not real. No, you don't remember that. You made that up. Uh, did I make that up? <laughs> I just want to forget about it. Actually. <laughs> some PTSD for you. That's right. Wait till you uh, hear what I got in store for this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff coming to Nintendo in 2019. Hopefully. Yeah. I was gonna, Pending delays. Yeah. I, I, I heard about, I don't think they were doing some data mining on the, um, I read this, I think, well, wow, I can't talk. I read this a while back that they had data mined something and they're looking that there's actually a bunch of different emulators like that are in the Switch. So people are thinking that pretty soon we're going to have Super Nintendo games come yeah. to um, the whatever it is, Nintendo Online, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, that would not surprise me. Yeah, um, it's it's about time to get some more games to the if if not to the eShop to the online platform. That's just I just have not been interested in really any of those NES. I. I try to play some of them. I mean, they're good games. I get it. It's yeah. just it's just hard. I feel like to go back to some of those games. Um, yeah, I mean, most of them that are on there are already on the NES Classic. So it's like, well, yeah, we'll, you know. And then the ones they've added haven't been that great. Like Adventure of Lolo. I hated that when I was a kid. I didn't want to yeah. play it again as an adult. There's been some stinkers. There's been a few really good games. There's been some yeah. good games, but there's also been some that's like, what? Who wanted this? And why would they put this on here? I yeah. don't know. It just it's not a good replacement for the virtual console. Um, you know the only thing, and I mean, uh, I I I would hope I'm preaching to the choir, and by the choir I mean anyone who's listening to this that has a Nintendo system is that I just want them to develop a smart party system for once. I don't want to use Skype or call somebody on a phone. 
to be able to play a multiplayer game with somebody or, or use my app to go through that. That's the, the Nintendo progresses so many steps forwards in innovation on a console. And then they lack such basic functionality that like Xbox has had pretty much since like the ni- end of the 1990s. Yeah, like Halo 2, I remember like being able to do that stuff, like a party yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what it was, you know, a few years ago, it was Nintendo still saying people don't want online, right? People don't play yeah. games online. I mean, that was just, that's not like that was like 15 years ago. That was like five years ago, I feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo said that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, man, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. And it's like, yeah, you guys kind of did. I mean, I, yeah, what the heck? There's still just no excuse for no in-game chat. That's really terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so bad that, you know, when I'm playing with some of my friends, you know, like Noah and I, we'll, we'll start a party on Xbox, and then we'll just start playing our Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so stupid. I'm glad that Microsoft is making my money right. off, off, you know, I mean, Nintendo, I'm, I'm telling you, up up my online rate, five more dollars yeah, per I'd, year. I'd happily pay that. I mean, a, or even a month. Yeah. I'll pay five extra dollars a month for a dedicated party system that works. Same. And give me an achievement system too. I mean, make make it a little bit more fun. I just want to be able to invite people. Like I can't. Yeah. It's almost oh impossible. Like smash, smash. The lobbies are so bad. Like I, I need to talk about this for a second. The lobby is so bad because yeah. first off, I can't invite anybody on my friends list. I have to. I have to make a lobby, which that's fine. Whatever. I don't have an issue with that. But then they have to actually. They have to search for it, and half the time when they search for it, it won't show up. Or then I, they'll need a password, and I'll have to put in a password. I'll have to text them what the password is because I can't just, you know, party chat them. I have to send them <laughs> exactly. what the password is. And then if I go to, like, a publicly made lobby, like, if you want to switch your character, yet you get removed from the entire – there's, like, a – so there's the two people fighting, and then there's a line. And if you want to switch your character, you have to take your queue out of the line, and you have, you have to start all the way at the back of the line. So if there's, like, six people lined up and you yeah. just want to switch your character, you have to go all the way back to it. Or if you want to switch stage, what stage you want to play, you have to go all the way back to the line. It's really ridiculous. Even to look at the, like the, the lobby options, like yeah. just what the even the game settings are, not even like changing. Just to lo- literally look at what the game settings are that you're in, it sends you all the way back to the line. Like that's just yeah. ridiculous. It's not well designed. Yeah, that I mean, you you would think that they've heard enough flack about it and they would do something about it, but clearly they have not. And and it's it's really it's really upsetting. I mean, because that's that's just such basic functionality. And I mean, you know, and I, I've mentioned this before. You know, Super Mario uh, Tennis Aces is a fun game, but it's still a beta game. I I should be able to I should be able to invite you to play that game from your house. Send an invitation to Brandon at his house, and then send an invitation to Noah at his house. And all four of us can play at the same time. We can play doubles, mixed doubles, where I can play on your team or whatever, but that doesn't exist. The only way you can play mixed doubles is if you are sitting there with four controllers. I just don't understand, like, the thought process that goes behind that. I, yeah. I, I, and I think, I really do think it's because they, they're still reluctantly, I feel like, accepting the whole online thing. They're only doing it, yeah. I feel like, because... People are clamoring it for so long. So it's just like, I feel like it's still just the bare minimal amount of effort they put into doing the online system. Yeah. And I mean, again, that to me is basic functionality in today's video game world. I mean, I let's pick on Fortnite, a free game that has a better party system for a 
game, only a game, versus Nintendo. Right. Entire company, yeah. I, I, I don't get that. And some of that, obviously, is developer options, so not necessarily sure. solely Nintendo, but I feel like it's just that idea that <laughs> that's just part of the culture at this point, that it's just, let's make you have to jump through as many loops possible to play a game with your friend. I don't understand why. Yeah. Well, and I mean, what's what's even better about the Xbox app on your phone is that it's the same app as it is on your Windows machine or as being in front of your Xbox. So, I mean, I can join a party from anywhere and not even have my Xbox on. Right. So, you know, I mean, if somebody wanted to talk to me on Xbox, they can send me a party invite and it goes to my phone. Yep. Yeah, that's just, it's heads and tails above. <laughs> yeah. So on that sour note, <laughs> right? Uh, let's let's start wrapping this episode up, Josh. Let's uh, let's talk about our top five favorite comedy movies. Okay. Insert comedy theme here. Laugh track. Laugh track. That's great. I hope you really put a laugh track in. I'll can, do my best. Can you put a laugh track in after every one of these we do? Every every number. I will. I will do my best. Just <laughs> like killing my chair. Did you hear that? That was me I, breaking my chair. I was sitting in. There should be a laugh track that's, after that's that. That's a laugh track. <laughs> Stop laughing and just keep going. It and there's more laughing. <laughs> you just get like a big audio gap. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> or like you know, like whenever Uncle Jesse walks in and people cheer. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Ninety sitcoms. Mm. Uh, that's a list topic for another day. Oh yeah, that's a the good cheesiest, one. Yeah, Just write that down. Sitcoms. Take a note. Yeah. Note it. <laughs> All right, Josh, you go first. Okay. Um. So I gotta. I think I put these in out of order. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't know what my order is. I'm just gonna read them. I'll just do one, and then you do one, and then I do one, and then you do one, yep. right? Okay. Yeah, that's how we do it. We do this every time, and I ask the same question every time, <laughs> How what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my number five, which I have numbered here as number one, but it's really number five. is a, It's a two-way tie, and um, they're both Mel Brooks movies. Oh, good. Can you guess what they are? Uh, I'm hoping Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs. Okay, so it is Spaceballs is one of them, and the other mm-hmm. one is Young Frankenstein. Okay, that's that's a good one too. Yep, I like I do like Blazing Saddles. I just um, I probably just like Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs a little better. I don't know. I don't really have a good yeah. reason. Um, my number five, and this this list was hard for me because I like I like good comedy movies. Um, my number five is Liar Liar, starring Jim Carrey. Okay. Okay. It just you, it always makes me laugh. Are you lying about that? No. Laugh track. Laugh track. Okay. Next, I guess. So this is my number four. Mm-hmm. And I think I originally didn't see this movie. I saw this movie edited on TV, which is kind of funny. And then I saw it unedited. But a uh, 40-year-old virgin. 
<laughs> That's a good movie. And even the edited version, I still thought it was funny, but then the unedited version is quite more funny. <laughs> Her hands were as big as Andre the Giant's. Yeah. Her balls were... <laughs> There's some great, Adam's apples were as big as his balls. great quotes. I mean, you know, balls yeah. are bags of sand. I mean, just, you know... <laughs> I mean, like... Seth Rogen, that that you know, movie saved the office single handedly. It did. I agree. Like you didn't like you, a lot of actors in that. I feel like that you didn't like you kind of only knew of, but then like that's kind of I feel like where a lot of people got there. Like Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd. Like yeah. Um. I mean, even like yeah, even um, Steve Carell. Like I feel like he, he was known obviously from The Office, but I feel like that's kind of what really people were like. Oh wow, he can do uh, Jane Lynch. Jane, yeah, Jane Lynch. I forgot. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah. Um. There's a few other people too that are in it that. Uh, Mindy Kaling's in there. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's uh, there's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah. Um. So my number four, I have a little bit of a tie, but it's not so much a tie so much as I just couldn't decide between either one of them. But they're both Bill Murray movies. Um. One is appropriate as we are recording on Groundhog Day. Um. And then the other one is Scrooged. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have other Bill Murray movies on my honorable mention list, but uh, Groundhog Day or Scrooge, those are two of my go-to Bill Murray movies. Those are good. I'm whom? So I'm kind of surprised here. And since you said they're on your honorable list, mm-hmm. Caddyshack. Yep, that's on there. Okay. Yeah, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. It's I, one of those movies that I can't watch too much yeah, of. Yeah, I feel like I probably I would rather watch Groundhog's Day honestly because it's yeah. being a Groundhog's Day. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of the movie. But yeah, <laughs> I make the weather. <laughs> Yes. That is a great uh, movie. It is. It's a super good movie. Okay. Num- number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm kind of embarrassed to put this on here because I don't, because like, I think, I guess it's because I say, I, I say, I quote this movie a lot, probably too many times. Billy Madison. Oh, I didn't even put any. And see, I know. And there. I feel like in the long scheme of things, I feel like the movies are just stupid. They're not even really that funny, but I don't know. I still watch it and I still laugh at the same parts, and I still yeah, say, I, I mean, still quote the same movie, the lines. His he had some good films. I mean, uh, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore were good films, but then I honestly, I will tell you, I except for the last one that they did together, um, I loved the two movies he did with Drew Barrymore. I loved The Wedding Singer. I thought that was a great film. Anyone who loves eighties, they would love that movie. And then um, Fifty First Dates. I thought that was also a really uh, funny, cute movie. I, you know, could have dealt with a little less Rob Schneider in that movie, but um, everybody can do with a little less Rob Schneider. Uh, yeah, I think even Rob Schneider could do with a little <laughs> less Rob Schneider. Oh, no, that's true though. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, those are those are good movies. Um, yeah, I didn't even mention those. What do we? Got? We're number three. Uh, my number three, and this is an obscure '80s comedy film. I love this movie so much. I caught it one summer. On Comedy Central, and I loved it. It's Clue. I love Clue. Clue's good. Clue. I mean, Madeline Kahn, and and with you putting Blazing Saddles, uh, or talking about Blazing Saddles and and Young Frankenstein, Madeline Kahn, man, oh, man, there will never be another female comedian like her. She was just amazing. Yeah, the movie is really funny, actually. I forgot that the movie actually had some funny parts in it. Yeah, I mean, it's got great cast. It's got Tim Curry. It's got yeah. Christopher Lloyd, Martin Mull, uh, Michael uh, Michael uh, McKeon or whatever. Um, just just a really funny movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. 
What's your number two? Okay, number two. Um, see, I, man, this one's hard. I, this is like one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and I guess it's it's another one that's very quotable. And I feel like it's it is funny, but I guess it's not. I almost don't even really consider it a comedy. But Big Lebowski, <laughs> I consider it a comedy. Okay. I mean, um, I would also consider it like kind of an obscure film. Yeah, it's kind of it's out there. Uh, yeah. There are some obviously the quotes in it are great. Uh, oh, I mean, you had a great a performance out of uh, Jeff Bridges and and uh, John Goodman in that. Yeah, I mean, right. I I think that helped put both both of their careers in a different track. I totally know? agree. Yeah, I think Jeff Bridges is quoted before that he says like. He's like, you know, whatever he is, a Canadian old winner. He says, but if you're, rem- he's, he was like, if he was remembered as playing the dude, like he would be happy with that. Like yeah. that's the role he's remembered for, which I think says a lot. Yeah. I mean, John Goodman, I, I, I enjoy John Goodman. I think it's because my, my parents liked to watch Roseanne um, when I was growing up. So, I mean, I was, used, it, it was common to see, uh, you know, John Goodman as Dan Connor. Um, so I've always enjoyed, like, I mean, I enjoyed the Flintstones movie because he was in it and all that other stuff. I mean, other than that, it's not that good of a film. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, John Goodman, did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? No. He is creepy in that movie. Like, you know, to see him not as a Dan Connor kind of character or yeah. anything like that. I mean, you know, in, in The Big Lebowski, he's a completely different character too, but he's a little bit funnier in that movie. Yeah, he's more um, unhinged. I've I've heard he's really yes. good in that. Yeah, in like Ten Cloverfield Lane, he is like holy crap! Like, oh, such a good movie. Ah, uh, so Big Lebowski, I like that one. Uh, my number two is Spaceballs. Uh, I've always enjoyed Mel Brooks comedies. Um, I have other ones on my honorable mention list, but um, I I had to choose really carefully what what Mel Brooks movie I wanted on here and. Spaceballs is my go-to. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights always makes me laugh too. But um, Blazing Saddles is great. Young Frankenstein, great. The Producers, fantastic movie. High Anxiety, even better. Um, but Spaceballs, uh, you know, someone who grew up loving sci-fi films, specifically Star Wars and Star Trek, perfect film. I have that. That's another movie I think I only saw edited like as a kid on TV. Um, I think I had actually, I can remember, I actually think I wore the VHS out because I had recorded, I you know, uh, the first, you know, times of piracy, I, I recorded off of, like, TBS or something. I just watched <laughs> the VHS over and over. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a funny movie. It is. It's so good. It's classic. Classic Rick Moranis. <laughs> uh, just thinking about, like, Pizza the Hut. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray as yogurt. Oh, no, I'm sorry, uh... Not Bill Murray, obviously, but um, wow, well, my Mel, Mel, Mel Brooks, Brooks. yeah, as, as yogurt. Well, I, I loved him as President Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, right. That's too. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure about this beaming thing. Not what the hell it works on Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> though the merchandising. Oh my gosh! I mean, that was just a complete like stab at George Lucas. <laughs> that was so good. The search for more, like the search for more money or whatever. Spaceballs too. Yes. Ah, uh, so good. What's your number one? Okay, number one. Um, so this is another one of those movies where I like, this is stupid and I, I don't know why, but I guess if someone asked me like, what's my favorite comedy, this is almost always the movie I go to. And it's another movie that's just like thousand quotes quoted all day, dumb and dumber. 
Okay. Okay. I yeah, I was thinking Dumb and Dumber. I I don't love it enough to have put it on my top five or even in my honorable mention. I don't hate it. Like, I mean, it's stupid. And I get. Oh my it. gosh. It's so yeah. Stupid. It's just stupid. That's what it is. It's so dumb. I and like it. They made like a, a god awful <laughs> sequel and a god awful and like what two prequels that are even yeah. worse. But when Harry met Lloyd. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. I yeah. just like I have friends. We just sit here. We'll just quote this movie to each other. This like line for line, like the whole movie. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it's stupid. But yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, you know J- Jeff Daniels and uh, uh, Jim Carrey. Good, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't know what it is about those two guys when they're and like they couldn't. And obviously the sequel, like this. I remember I saw the sequel and, I, and it sounded really funny. Like yeah. It's like the premise of it was sounded great, but then it was just not good. But yeah, <laughs> so I don't know what it is without that movie. My number one, my my one of my top all time favorite comedy movies, uh, and this was this was hard to settle on. This one being like my, my number one, um, I had to have Rob Williams on here somewhere, yeah. and I thought, okay, well, I could say Aladdin, but Aladdin's not really a comedy film. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire is one of my favorite films. <laughs> Um, it's got Pierce Brosnan, which I'm a huge James Bond fan, so I love that. Um, Sally Field is fantastic in it. Um, it's 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 a good film all the way around. I mean, it's just Robin Williams being himself, basically, and then going through this divorce. And, like, you know, you see so much of what his serious acting took him into being. I mean, like, that would, like some of that of what he played in that movie evolved into Goodwill Hunting. And it was it was just really cool, but I mean, just just Robin Williams playing Mrs. Doubtfire is just one of the funniest things for me. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, did he get any type of like? He didn't get any type of like a nomination for that, did he? For Mrs. Doubtfire, I don't think so. Okay, because some yeah. reason I was thinking he almost did, but yeah, that's yeah, that's up there for me too. That's probably my top ten. I. Yeah, I mean it's it's quotable. It's it's you know I mean the the. Run by fruiting is one of the best lines, <laughs> I, I, you know. I think from the time period too. I feel like, like that was. Almost, I don't want to say that was revolutionary because obviously, like you know, there had been tons of people who had done like cross dressing before, yeah. you know, as a as a character. But I feel like for the time being, for that time, like whatever, like the early mid nineties, I feel like that was kind of like not taboo by any means. But this, like, wow, this is like he's really doing it. Like it's it's not only is he like doing it, but it's believable. Like you could see. Yeah. Him being an actual older woman, like if you watch the movie, like yeah, it, it, he sold it. Uh, I think it was uh, Pierce Brosnan had an interview with Conan O'Brien. It was sometime shortly after Robin Williams' death, and I think Conan, it, it was either Conan or whatever late night talk show host it was, had asked, you know, is there just any behind the scenes story that you can tell us about filming Mrs. Doubtfire? And he's like, oh my gosh, I have so many of them. He said, but I'll tell you, the one that always sticks out to me is that it was the first day I met Robin as Mrs. Doubtfire. And I didn't even realize it was Robin. I thought it was an old woman. And this old woman just starts talking to me about sex toys. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. Because, you know, he Pierce had always appreciated how well Robin's accent was. Right. <laughs> so he thought that this That's crazy. old lady had just like got on set and was like what the heck wow 
That's really crazy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great story. You should look that clip up from, uh, it's a, I, I believe it was from Conan O'Brien. Okay. And it's just, oh, man. Um, this is so a lot. My, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I miss Robin Williams. You know, yeah. he's a good actor, good good comedian. I love his stand-up. His stand-up was uh, some of the best. It's he's, actually what inspired me to do a few open mic nights and improv and different things. His stuff college. is gold. Yeah, his older stuff is really good. Yeah, oh, big time. Um, a few honorable mentions on my end, obviously with comedy films. Um, Caddyshack's up there. Uh, Ghostbusters one and two, but I also classify those as like kind of sci-fi Halloween movies too. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, probably a little cliche to say, but it's it's funny. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like it's a great British comedy film. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, the Naked Gun movies are up there. <laughs> I love Leslie Nielsen. Uh, I don't remember what one it is, uh, but I mean, because he was, you know, Leslie Nielsen was so good with deadpan. And I think that's why I really like uh, Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson. Yeah. You know, and, and so there's it's in one of the uh, Naked Gun movies. It's like like a blind man in an orgy. I was going to have to feel my way out of this. And it's like, it's just hilarious. Naked Gun, like 34 and a third or whatever. The yeah. Other, they weird. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, uh, yeah. Those those were always funny. I mean, uh, there had been a rumor that Ed Helms was going to be rebooting the series uh, with him playing Lieutenant Frank Jebbin, which I, you know, Ed Helms could probably do it pretty well. But, you know, I, I feel like Ed Helms would suffer. I, I feel like the studio would do the same thing they did with Steve Carell's Get Smart. Uh, and, and what sucked about Get Smart is that it didn't know if it was going to be a comedy parody or if it was going to be an action film. Yeah. And, it you know, it went both ways. Um, I liked it because I, you know, I love Steve Carell. Actually, that again, another movie with a great cast. You know, I got Steve Carell, Anne Hathaway, Dwayne Johnson, Alan Arkin, and um, you know, I thought I thought Steve Carell actually really did a really good Don Adams. So, but, I forgot about that movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty forgettable. <laughs> so. That was a good list. That was that was a it was a good uh, thing. I mean, yeah. I figured you and I, because you know we took a film class together, so I knew that we'd have some, some pretty similarities. Yeah, it's similar tastes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we took a film class. We like we sound like we know what we're talking uh, about. So so hoity toity. Right. <laughs> we we took like what was it? Introduction to film yeah, or appreciation some, of film? Some old ass black and white movies and watched I don't know. Something. You know, else. we we did watch some good were. films in that class. We watched Citizen Kane, which is like I think the most cliche thing you can say when you're in a film class that you watch <laughs> yeah. Citizen Kane. I hated that. I was like, what the hell is the it point of okay. this film? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else we watched. We watched like, Redheaded else. Woman. I remember yeah. that. Because um, that movie actually introduced the uh, rating system to America. That's right. Scandalous. Yeah, it was, it was scandalous. And she, like, she kind of was like the villain and she gets away with everything. That's great. Uh, we watched a lot of Chaplin. We not, we didn't watch too many um, Buster Keaton. No. We watched a lot of Charlie Chaplin, though. Do we watch Apocalypse Now? I think it was on his suggested. Maybe we watched. Maybe that was like another class he had, and I ended up like stopping by and watching Apocalypse Now. I think he usually would show Apocalypse Now in visual media literacy. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Because he would always tie in like Vietnam f- co- coverage, news coverage to uh, to modern day news coverage, and then he's like, "Here's Apocalypse Now." I'm like, <laughs> like what? what? This isn't even. This Good isn't segue. even that. That's just, this is something else. <laughs> this is a uh, book. Yeah. Oh man. 
so that was that was good uh well that's gonna do it for this episode of ready gamer one be sure to continue to follow us on itunes google play music and soundcloud you can follow us on twitter at the handle at ready gamer one as always leave us some feedback and reviews and comments and likes and subscribes and all those other things be sure to look up done disappeared on itunes the best true crime podcast you must hear you won't be disappointed join in on the conversation at nintendoholics where the first step is admitting you have a problem until next time i am ben cornett along with josh cross and this has been ready gamer one take care of each other out there later nerds i <laughs> <laughs> love it I did it.